0: to receive it today. Lord, give us understanding. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge today. Your knowledge, your wisdom today. Lord, give us a new perspective, Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to praise you for it. We're going to thank you for it. Touch my mind and my heart this morning. I'm just a willing vessel, Lord. Hallelujah. Use me for your glory. I thank you right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. If you would, turn with me uh, if, you, if you follow or if you write notes for later. Uh, it'll be First Chronicles 14, chapter 14. I'll begin reading at verse 8. It's a little lengthy, but I also want to tell you also, as I was studying last night uh, into this morning, that I uh, also found this same passage that we're going to read from in Chronicles will also be found in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Uh, So they're the same exact. So if you were to go study it and find that there's two passages, you'll see where it's talked about twice here. So we're going to read from 1 Chronicles 14, and that'll be verse 8 that we start at. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, Somebody say anointed. Over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephime. Of Rephime and David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. For I will deliver them into thy hand. So they came up to Baal-perazim. Uh, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And when they had left their gods there, the Philistines left their gods there, David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. Verse 13, and the Philistines yet again, I guess they didn't They didn't find out the first time, so they got stubborn, we're going to do it the second time. Verse 13, and the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come up upon them over against the mulberry trees. And it shall be when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the top of the mulberry trees that then thou shalt go out to battle. For God is gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gazer. And the fame of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations." And then one more passage that I want to read from before we get into this lesson this morning. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I want to teach to you in this Sunday School 10 a.m. class, the anointing is the difference. The anointing is the difference. Uh, There was a story last night as I was uh, searching and doing some digging that I found that I came upon and read, and uh, it's from about 70 years ago, 70 plus years ago, about a new vacuum uh, salesman down in Tennessee. One week he was out in the rural areas selling Kirby's. Do they even make those anymore? They do? Because now it's the Roomba. And uh, so, obviously, he was selling Kirby's and was really excited about what he thought his machine could do. His first visit of the day was at a farmhouse at the end of a long country road. The man of the house was working uh, in the fields, so the salesman thought and figured he would have an easy sale today. So he started his sales pitch. And he was showing her the ease of the use and, and all the tools, all the attachments. And he went on and on about how powerful uh, the vacuum was. And he said, this is the most exciting vacuum cleaner you have ever seen. It will clean your house from top to bottom. You only have to pay so much down. Uh, followed by, you know, a small amounts every month. And I'll leave this vacuum cleaner here for you. And the farm wife was very impressed and said, it sounds real good, but can it really do all that you say that it can do? And the salesman interrupted her and said, you see the big pile of dirt right there on the floor with all the fur balls and bugs and things in it? The farm wife said, yes, I just swept that up right before you came to the door. And he said, my vacuum cleaner will just pick up all those things just like that with the snapping of his fingers, uh, and if it doesn't, I'll eat that pile. And the wife stood up and walked into the kitchen and returned with a spoon and said, well, you better get to it because we don't have any electricity out here. <laughs> you see, the moral of that story is you'll be sucking up dirt the rest of your life if you don't have no power. Mm-mm. We're going to teach this morning. I need for all of us to understand one thing and understand something very important this morning. There is no substitutes for anointing. You cannot substitute the anointing of God with works. You can't substitute it with talents. And you can't substitute it with programs. The anointing must be real. And I, I believe we all must remember And must maintain that true and real anointing never comes without some form of sacrifice. So this morning, I am here to tell us all this morning, myself included, if you're not prepared to sacrifice, then you're really not prepared for the anointing. Mm. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. The anointing is the difference. You see, David was a man after God's own heart. We know that. We understand that. And I like that enduring quality about David. Although he had his faults, although he had his uh, struggles and his mistakes, he still had a heart after God. And in our text this morning, we see that the Philistines have received word that David has been anointed king over all of Israel. And I'll just read the verses again in verse 8 and 9. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all of Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against him. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephime. So you see here, we understand now, and we read it, the Philistines are not pleased about this. They're not pleased about David being no, anointed king over all of Israel. And they move quickly to challenge David's anointed leadership. And now they're out to get him. And remember, this is the same David who killed Goliath, their giant. So I need us to, to hear me this morning. There is nothing more than the enemy had rather do than to knock off the leader. That's why I think it's very important that you and I pray for our pastor and support our pastor because the enemy wants nothing more than to knock off the anointed leader of the church or of our church. Uh, but there's something else I want us to take notice of this morning. David was anointed. He was anointed king over Israel. He wasn't just chosen, but rather was anointed by God to be the, li- the leader of Israel in this historic time. I believe, without a doubt in my mind, this church is anointed of God this morning. I believe we have anointed leadership. I believe we have anointed saints here today. And I believe God has great things in store for His anointed. Anybody believe it? Amen. So from these few verses, there are things about the anointing of God that I want us all to understand and to get our hearts and spirit around this morning. First, the anointing brings opposition. All right, we got it? The anointing brings opposition. That's in verse 8. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. So they were ready to go to battle. There's your opposition right there. So David is the anointed king of Israel. He's chosen by God, and yet walking in this realm of anointing brings opposition. Hear me this morning. The anointing of God upon your life will bring opposition your way. It will bring opposition my way. Some may think of the anointing in terms of being seen and and the spotlight, but hear me, the anointing of God upon your life, upon my life, is a magnetic field for the enemy to come at you and to attack you. David is anointed by God as the king of Israel, and all the news is not setting well with the enemy. The reason is that David is not just anointed as king, I need us to hear this, is not just anointed as king, but he is walking in that anointing. We got it? Because there is a difference. I'm not concerned this morning if you have ever been anointed. That's past experience. But are you walking in the anointing now? That's a now experience. We need some people, we need some Holy Ghost people in the churches today to be walking in the now anointing, not the past anointing. Oh, I was anointed then, but are you anointed now? We need some saints of God in the church today that are anointed now for a time like this. Being in the presence of the anointing doesn't make you anointed. I'm going to say it one more time. Being in the presence of anointing does not make you anointed, just like being in McDonald's does not make you a hamburger. We've got to understand that. Just because you come to church does not make you anointed. It is only the touch of God upon your life that makes you anointed as you walk in His ways. I've heard it stated. I've heard it said. I'm, am I all right? Is this all right? I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I know what the Lord has shared with me today. Maybe it's a reminder for me that just because I come to church, I can't just walk out and say, I'm anointed of God. My family's anointed of God. No. Did God place an anointing on my life at the moment? That's what I need. I need more than just showing up to church, I need to walk in His ways, I need to get a hold of His power. I need to have the Holy Ghost leading me. A lot of people just think that anointing just has to deal with what's up here and what's behind the podium. No, no, no. There's anointing out here. I'm looking at anointed saints of God. But we don't need to live in the past and say, hey, I used to be anointed or I was anointed for a time then. No. Are you anointed now? Because anointing is the difference. Mm. It was this anointing upon David's life that brought opposition. And it is what will bring it in your life and my life also. The anointing of God upon your life will create opposition in your life from the enemy. You better expect it. I better expect it because it's coming. If the Lord has anointed our lives and anointed our walks, then you better expect there's going to be a fight. Yet, the same anointing upon your life is what will cause you to rise above the advances of the enemy and be victorious. So that same opposition that the anointing brings you is the same thing that advances you when the enemy would come at you like a, mm, like a roaring lion. And cause you to be victorious. Because God has anointed you. As, God, as God's anointed, you're empowered to do mighty things. Anybody believe that? John 14 and 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. The anointing is the difference. So we got that. We understand that. First thing is anointing brings opposition. Second, the anointing brings direction. It brings direction. Verse 10 and 11. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and wilt thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thy hand. So they came up to Baalperazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon my enemies, upon mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baalperazim. It is interesting to see here what David did in the face of opposition, because that's what came first. You know what he did? He went to the source of his anointing. David asked God. He went to Jesus Christ because he knew where to go. And David remembered his source. He called upon God with very specific questions. Should I go out to fight the Philistines and will you hand them over to me? That's the problem. That's why the anointing makes the difference. A lot of times we work in our flesh. I work in my flesh, and I think, you know what? I'm going to just go out on my own. I'm going to make this decision on my own, and I'm going to do it on my own without going to the source that's going to place the anointing on my life. But David shows us here. David didn't want to miss out on God. He didn't want to miss his opportunity. The problem with most is that, the, that we want or those want God to bless their predetermined plans. We got it all figured out. We got it all laid out. But we see here, David did not go to God with plans. He went to God for the plans. Lord, you're the source of my anointing. You're the source of where I am right now in my life. You placed me here. You're using me, Lord. Now I come to you because I need your help. Show me what you want me to do. Now notice how else the anointing of God worked in David's life. Because obviously he's asking for direction now. But notice where the Philistines attacked. It says they arrived at the valley of Rephaim, And they're raiding it. That's in verse 9. So when David goes to God for direction and got the okay to attack, where did he attack the Philistines at? It wasn't the Valley of Raphim. They went to Baal-Perezim, and that's where they defeated the Philistines. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies, by my hand, like a breakthrough of water. That's why they called the place Perazim. And when you, when I got to looking into that, obviously the valley of Rephime is in the valley. Where they were is on a high mountaintop area is where they destroyed the enemy. You see, the enemy went to a place and the Lord knew exactly where they were going to end up. And he didn't send... David to the valley. He waited for him into a spot. You see, God didn't send them on some goose chase. Uh, He knew exactly where they were going to be at the right time. He had already had a plan. And see, had David did it on his plan or on his term or on on his fleshly mind, he would have probably died in the valley because the Lord already had the victory for him somewhere else. You see, the anointing brings... Direction. and By the time that David gets word of the attack and raid at Rephaim, the enemy is already moved. When you walk in the anointing of God's anointing, He'll direct your paths. He'll direct your ways. That's why I believe David would later, he would go on to write in Psalms 37 and 23, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. What is the steps of a good man? That's the one who obeys and walks in the anointing of God because the anointing is the difference. It makes the difference in where you you and I go from here. Because first, oh, it's going to bring some opposition, but it's also going to lead you to be victorious. And then it's going to bring direction in your life when the enemy would come at you during that opposition. And now you have plans. Now you know where to go. Now you know what to say. Now you know how to look at the situation because the Lord's already set it up for you. The anointing of God upon your life will give you direction. A question to you this morning, do you need a greater direction in your life this morning? Then maybe I, uh, that I submit to you that uh, you need a greater anointing of God in your life. I need a greater anointing of God in my life so that He'll lead me in greater direction and lead me through the greater opposition that would come against me. God's not leading you to the battle, but He's leading you to a place of victory. And We need to understand that this morning. We see it with our own eyes and we see the battle. We see the fight. We see the struggle. We see the opposition. But when we look through the Lord's eyes, we see victory because He's leading us to victory. And That brings me to the third thing on the anointing. The anointing brings victory. Verse 11 and 12. So they came up to Baalperazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baalperazim. And when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. David took uh, him under uh, the anointed direction of God to Baal Perazim, and there they defeated the Philistines. And after that great victory, David exclaims, God has done it. He used me to burst through my enemies like a raging flood. That's why they named the place Baal Parazim, which means the Lord who burst through. It's a breakthrough. The anointing of God burst him through to victory. You want to break through in your life this morning? You want to break through in some situations in your life this morning? It's time for us to get a hold of the anointing of God. Get a hold of the direction of God so that we can burst through like a raging flood. And after that great victory, the Philistines fled and left their idols behind, and David had them burned and destroyed. Come on, somebody. God wants to give you a burst through this morning. He wants to give you a breakthrough this morning. And the difference is anointing. Your victory this morning is through anointing to burst through the opposition of the enemy in your life, in your home, in your family, in your finances, in your workplace, in your witnessing. That difference is anointing. Notice what happens next. The Philistines haven't quite learned their lesson. I just shared it. They haven't learned their lesson because they go back and they raid the valley again. So God gives David a new set of instructions. Verse 14, 16. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come up upon them over against the mulberry trees, and it shall be when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle. For God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gazer. Listen to me this morning. Is this all right? I've just told you I'm, I, we're going to teach this morning, and I feel the Holy Ghost. But listen, the way the anointing brings you victory today may not be the way the anointing brings you victory tomorrow. God is awesome how he works. God is a God of variety. And the anointing uh, that he gave to David was a strategy, a strategy for victory. But it's not the same for every battle. It's not the same for every fight. God will do what is necessary to ensure that you and I get our victory. And if that means changing the strategy, then that's what he will do in order for us to get our victory. You see, if David had gone in and attacked like he did the first time, I think the Philistines would have been prepared and they would have been expecting it and maybe been destroyed at that time. But this time, God changed the strategy and took them in the back way, and they were defeated again. The anointing of God will lead you into a victory, but you must, like David, I must, like David, be tuned in to God to hear Him and to receive direction from Him on what we shall do. Are you ready for some victories in your walk with God? Then what you and I need is a fresh touch of God's anointing in our life. That should be our goal this morning. Lord, I need a fresh touch from you. I need a fresh touch of the anointing so that I can carry on, so that I can meet the enemy where you directed me to. You want to have an effective ministry? You must first obtain his anointing. And to obtain His anointing, you've got to be first filled with His Spirit. You've got to be filled and refilled with the Holy Ghost in order for that anointing to be placed on your life and on my life. I believe too many times we spend time trying to solve supernatural problems in the natural You see, that sickness sometimes, it's not natural. And it's not of the natural. Sometimes medicine won't do it. And don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say this morning. I believe in our doctors and I believe in medicine. But I also believe God can and will take care of the issue through an anointed believer who is walking in the anointing of God. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Believe there's some things we just spend too many times in the natural sense when God is saying, "Are you anointed of me or not?" Because if you are, there's going to be opposition. And sometimes it'll be through sickness, and sometimes it'll be through struggles, and sometimes it'll be through trials. But if you're anointed of me and you seek after me, I'll give you direction on how to go about it. And when it meets you, it's already destroyed because there's victory that I have given you already through that anointing. I want the anointing of God in my life. You know why? Because every day that I wake up, there's opposition sitting at my front door. There's opposition when I get to work. There's opposition when I go to the grocery store. But if I walk in the anointing of God, hear me, the anointing is not based on how well I can dress, it's not on how well I can talk or how well I can preach. It's not based on that. What it's based on is if I will give myself or get myself a fresh touch of God in my life, and that's, by, that's through repentance, that's through baptism in Jesus' name, that's saying, Lord, it's not my plans, but it's your plans. Use me. Huh. Oh, yes, I feel the anointing this morning, but it better not stop here for me. It's got to continue on. When I get up for work in the morning, I've got to take that same fresh anointing with me to work. Uh, I want the anointing of God because it is the difference. It's the difference in your struggle. That's why I read about it breaking the yoke. That yoke is struggles in your life. That yoke is battles. That's the things that are holding you back. But when you get a hold of the anointing, it breaks that. Huh. But I like it. I don't know about y'all. I would think I would think y'all are the same way. I like it when the the, the weight is just it just comes off of I and mean, you just you can just have a sigh of relief. Hillary bought me a, a twenty pound or twenty five pound weight vest for Christmas this year to run with, and I don't know if she was trying to tell me something or what, but, but the fact is this, I put it on and ran ran with it for the first time, boy, was I relieved when I took it off, <laughs> I've been liking to run lately, I do, I enjoy running, but 25 pounds added to you, it felt good to relieve that weight, the anointing does that. If you're always coming in the church going, oh, it's, it's heavy, it's heavy. And I understand the world can be heavy at times. But if you're always coming and going and just feeling heavy, you might need to revisit the anointing. Because the anointing breaks that. It breaks those strongholds. It breaks those things that hold you back. And you can walk out going, You can walk out with direction. You can walk out knowing that the Lord has victory. Because his anointing is on my life. It's the anointing that breaks down the barriers in your life. It's the anointing that sets you apart. That's what the anointing does. It sets you apart. It separates you. No, it doesn't make you better than nobody, but it separates you from the enemy. It separates you from the struggles and prepares you for your victory. The anointing is the difference. Huh. What is the point of falling out on the floor during a service if you ain't going to walk right when you get up? The anointing makes the difference. Oh, I'm telling you, it's more than just here. It's more than just raising. It's more than just running the aisles. It's more than, like I said, preaching. It's more than this. It's more than just teaching. The anointing is the difference maker. And I want to leave here with it. I want to leave here changed and challenged and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. That's why, that's why to me it's imperative. That's why I say it enough. And I'll keep saying it more and more, even if everybody gets tired of it. But I have to have advantage or get advantage or take advantage of every opportunity. And here it is. I have an opportunity, a new opportunity, because it's a new day. And I can't live off of Sunday's anointing. But I've got to have his anointing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and again today. And that means I've got to come into the house of God knowing that I have one more opportunity to touch him. And I want to get a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Because when you get the fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, it gives you power. You know what's included in that power? Anointing's included in that power. It's included in that power. And I want the anointing of God in my life. I want the Holy Ghost in my life. I want that fire that Jeremiah speaks about. I want it in my life, every opportunity that I I can get. Because the enemy would like nothing more than to tell you to shut up. He wants us to shut up. He wants us to hush up. He wants us to be closed up. But like Jeremiah, even when he was going to try to, he said he couldn't because it was like fire shut up in his bones. The anointing of God upon your life is like a fire shut up in your bones. That says, I can't be quiet. I can't contain it. I've got to go out and reach somebody. I got to go out and tell somebody because the anointing is the difference. It's the difference in our singing. It's the difference in our worship. It's, in, it's the difference in our leading. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to just be up here wasting air. I've only got so much of that. If I don't have the anointing, then I'm just wasting air. I need the anointing of God in my life because it's the difference. The anointing is the difference maker. And I want to walk in his anointing. I want to have God's anointing over my life, over every aspect of my life. It's more. There's so much more. this all right? Are we okay? It's a difference maker in every situation I find myself in. The anointing, just like David, he would find himself in opposition, but then he would go to the source of the anointing to find direction, to get his victory and then for the Lord to change the direction again when opposition would rise again. That just tells you. The Lord might settle the victory the first time, but that's why you need to continue to get refreshed in the anointing because there's going to be coming another opposition again, and now you need a new plan of attack. Now you need a new direction, a new strategy that the Lord says, hey, we're not going to do it like we did last time. We're actually going to come from behind this time. You know, because the the enemy... You know, it's dumb enough, or he's dumb enough to go right back to the same valley that he was raiding before after already getting whooped once to go right back again and think, hey, we're expecting it this time, so we're, we're ready for it to only get hit again from behind this time. Hey, you got the devil's a dummy. He's a dummy, but sometimes we give him more authority over our lives when he doesn't have any authority at all because we're not walking in the anointing. Lord, give me direction. And when opposition would come against me again, give me some more direction. Because I want to walk in it. Lord, I want to be victorious. I want to leave the house of God today victorious. I don't want to leave here today with my head down. I don't want to leave here today feeling like I'm weighted even more than what I was when I came here. I want to leave going, I've got direction now. I've got a strategy now, and it came from God. It's not my plans. It's not what I predetermined the Lord should do for me, but it's saying, Lord, not my will, but your will. Let your anointing direct me from where I go from here. You want victory this morning? You want answers this morning? You want to get through the struggle this morning? You want to have a good 2022? Then get a hold of a fresh anointing for your life. Because that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get a hold of a fresh anointing. Because I gotta make it through. If the Lord allows time to stand for me, I need the anointing to carry me through. Because I can't make it. I can't make it without it, I can't make it on good looks. I can't make it because I have a good job. I can't make it because I drive a nice vehicle. I can't, I can't make it because I got a good name. But the way I'm going to make it is the anointing is that difference maker. Huh. And it says, if you walk in my ways, I'm going to anoint you everywhere you go. Every person you meet, every person you talk to, every shoulder you brush against, there's going to be anointing. And that's going to be the difference maker. That's going to be the problem solver for you if you'll just get refreshed. Every opportunity that you can get refreshed. The anointing is the difference. Let's all stand. I hope this is all right this morning. I am. I'm excited about 11 o'clock today. I'm excited what the Lord's going to do. But I'm excited about what He's doing right now. And I challenge us all to get a hold of a fresh anointing of God and be prepared for what he has in store for us at 11. Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. God is good. Let's get ready for 11 o'clock.